what's up? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 642 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. And we are back. Lots of news to cover. We have Twitter being rebranded to X. We got Logitech by Stream Deck Rival Loop Deck. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Danielle, so please correct me. And we can jump right into the conversation. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con, that happened, right? I saw some Halo Infinite news. Uh, Multiplayer Lee joins Bungie. So we can jump right into the conversation. Danielle, how are you? I'm doing good in a bit, but I'm good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good to hear from you. Um, as always, but yeah, so, uh, do you want to do, uh, I mean, it's up to you. Do you want to do San Diego, uh, I can't even say it, San Diego Comic-Con at the top or, or what are you thinking? Whatever you're feeling. I'm okay. Gonna... So, so San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, 2023, uh, there was some news that came out of that, uh, for sure. So yeah, let's talk about that. Any reactions or things that you saw? Any headlines that caught your attention from San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con? I can't say Diego today. Okay, any, anything that caught your attention from there? I, I'm just happy to see it going out all out in full swing and to see everybody's pictures that they're putting up on Twitter or threads or Instagram, TikToks about just, just being there. I'm totally jealous, but it, it's nice to see like kind of this, uh, I guess you could say return to normalcy. Right, this pandemic somewhat, but um, right. of the stuff that's coming out there that really like I gravitate towards. Obviously, I'm really stoked to see um a release date for Borderlands. Um, so I, that's August the ninth of 2024. So I'm really stoked about that. I totally know what I'm doing for my 40th birthday next year. <laughs> Finding a movie theater to watch that in. Um, because everybody's been waiting for that, and I'm, I'm pretty excited and. Then, of course, there was uh, the trailer for One Piece, which is a series that has so many episodes. And for a serial binger like myself, I'm still not through all of it. I need to take breaks like every 20 episodes or something like that. How many that. do they have, though? Over a thousand. That's crazy. And how long are the episodes? Um, 20 minutes, 22 Roughly, roughly around there, 25 minutes or so. Okay. But, like, I can't. I mean, the story is really good. It's really fun to watch. And so to see this movie, and I, I will not say, like, I'm the, like, ultimate One Piece fan. I really do enjoy it. Um, Don't have any problems watching it. It's fun. I love the storyline. I love the characters. Um, So seeing the trailer... I think personally, it looks good. I know that it could be different when you go and watch it, but I am hopeful. I am pretty stoked on it. I, I like what I saw. I I think they did the casting pretty well. Uh, the CG in the trailer is like, hmm. I I don't think it's overdone. I think it it's pretty it's pretty good. So I'm definitely like excited for that. That that was that, and then. You know, Peacock is giving me reasons I, to to subscribe to that. No, not another subscription. I know, I know. But then they like tease the Continental. Um, and I kind of want to watch it because I love John Wick. So to have something to expand upon uh, the John Wick universe, like why why wouldn't I watch it? So I'm... 
I know it's another subscription and that's like the hard part of it all. But I want to watch it. No, I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. So the last John Wick, I, I don't know. I was like, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on the last one. If I'm honest, it was okay. Really? Yeah, I think the choreography just threw me off. It was, it was just like one of those things where I'm like, am I really enjoying this? Or am I just watching it because it's an installment of something I enjoyed in the past? Right. I don't think I really enjoyed it as much as I thought I was going to. I'm thinking the story, the story was, was good. You know, I like how they ended everything towards the end, which I'm not going to, I'm not at this point for spoiling anything or not, but it's just one of those things where the choreography for me was not that amazing. And I think that threw me off and I expected more from that. I think there was a movie I saw afterwards that I was like, okay, so if this choreography was in John Wick, I would have enjoyed it, John, John Wick a little bit more, but um, at this point, you know, I'm just being super picky, but the, the series is, is dope overall. I'm not saying that I just didn't enjoy for as much as I thought I would. So, so yeah. Well, I don't think when it comes to, to movie series, when there's quite a few of them, as it goes on, it really doesn't hit quite as hard as that first one does. But I, I like it. I still enjoyed it. So I can I totally see where you're coming from, the choreography and everything. But I I still loved it. I'm still again not quite as good as the first one. Um no. I think it ended when it needed to end. Yeah, it did. It did. So so, so there's to that. See, to see the prequel, the Continental, to see how this came to be before John Wick, I think is definitely interesting. Because you have questions about it. Like how do you how do they come up with this? Right. So I'm looking forward to that. But like, you know, you have, I think, speaking of series, that probably should end. Um, the Walking Dead, he had Daryl Dixon, which Norman Reedus is a fantastic actor that I enjoy watching him. I love the character, um, Daryl. But I haven't, like, there got to a point in the Walking Dead series where I just, I got tired of watching. You got it. fatigued, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I figured when I took my break from watching it, I'd return to it. No, like I, I don't know. I think my a couple of weeks ago, my son asked, "Think you want to watch a movie?" And then on Netflix, there just happened to be like you know suggestion, The Walking Dead, and my son even brought it up. Like we haven't watched that in a while, and I bring it up, I'm like. Eh. We were both like trying to find where we left off. And I was like, yeah, just put something else on. So like to see this trailer for The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, which apparently he somehow, don't know how, um, I don't need anybody explain to me, but <laughs> he ends up in France apparently to transport or bring this child to save, I don't know, the world. <laughs> which is a story that is very similar to what's going on with The Last of Us right now. Right. You know, the which I still um, need to finish. Oh, my gosh. But I... 
I guess on the plus side, not to be like negative Nancy over here, like Norman Reed is a fantastic actor. So I know yeah, what he's absolutely. out there is going to be great. People are going to watch it. There's still huge fans that are in this universe that love every second of it. Um, I have no problem going back to the comics, but for some reason, when it comes to the show, I see it and I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to put something else on. I I don't know what it is or why it just fell off. Maybe it is just fatigue. Maybe I can't say I'm tired of zombies because I'll watch horror movies. I'll watch zombie movies. Of course. No I think it's just. I, if I, I get much. if I get bored, I'm done. I think that's what I'm realizing. If I'm bored. I I, I can't watch it anymore. Whatever that is. That could be very well it. But yeah. other than that, other like I know there's a lot of things a lot of people are fanning over for yeah. I think for me it was just seeing, you know, cosplayers out there, people enjoying themselves and just, you know, this full blown event that's just going on or went on <laughs> and just people enjoying life and things that they used to do before again. No, there's there's a lot of cool stuff um, from San Diego Comic Con, uh, Star Wars Outlaws. Then you have uh, Star Trek Strange Worlds, right? There's some trailers for that. Uh, you mentioned uh, The Walking Dead, also Invincible, uh, Adam Eve, Atom Eve uh, trailer. So there was that. I believe that took place also during the San Diego Comic Con. You mentioned One Piece. Uh, which I haven't watched any One Piece, anything um, that might be a crime. I don't know. But uh, Invincible Season 2, excited about that. They showed a season trailer. Did you? Did we talk about Invincible at all? Yeah, we did when they first came out. No, have you Have you watched it? Not all of it yet. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, it's really, That's really good. something I've been uh, watching with my son. So it's kind of like here and there, whenever we have times that sync up that we can like sit and relax which just before we recorded we had that moment where i was gonna actually really was gonna watch continue on where we left off on invincible but then he's like let's watch something else i don't want anything animated and for the first time we actually watched um guns akimbo with uh daniel radcliffe which i've been meaning to watch it's actually a really bizarre movie but it's like fantastic to watch if you haven't seen it yet mm, okay okay so uh, any anything else on San Diego Comic Con that, that got you? I want to go again. I know there reached a point when I I went three times and I was like, I don't think I could do this again. But seeing all these photos, I'm like maybe maybe I want to go through the headache and the fight and everything of getting tickets, getting hotels to to be able to go at least one more time. Ah, uh, for sure. It looks like a dope show. Definitely looks like it, a dope show. It is. It is. It's just hectic. Yeah, so so San Diego Comic-Con, uh, those are our quick thoughts on the things that we saw. I think, you know what, I think I really want to jump in right into the Mortal Kombat uh, trailer that we saw. Okay. And Mortal Kombat Umgadi trailer, I think that was amazing. Thoughts on that? Their trailers are, are fantastic. Like the, the way that they bounce between telling the, the story that you're going to be getting with the characters and into the gameplay and the fight mechanics and obviously um, <laughs> the gruesome nature that is Mortal Kombat. 
I think I think they're doing a really good job of marketing and hyping it up and getting people interested and and showing so much. Right. Yeah, Although, I the fireworks is a little bit of an overkill. <laughs> the fireworks is really cool though. I mean, it, it feels like every single time I watch a Mortal Kombat trailer, it might as well be a mini, you know, movie, right? Yeah. Because they they pull you in, you know, they tell you the story about what's happening with with the character. And then uh, you, you get the story arc on what's going to take place. And then, as you mentioned, you get the, the fighting sequence. And then towards the end of the fighting sequence, you get the, you know, fatalities or whatever surprise that they show at the end. And like, if that's what we're going to get for most of the characters leading into the game, I'm sure someone is going to stitch it together and make it a mini, a mini film. I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's super dope. If you haven't seen it yet, it's Mortal Kombat 1, official Umgadi trailer. And uh, September, what was what was the date for? That was the date I saw that was September from the San, San Diego Comic-Con stuff. Was that um, Continental? Okay, second episode. Okay, so Continental is going to be airing September 22nd. That was the date that was in my mind. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so Mortal Kombat is looking amazing 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 so i want to jump um since we're jumping around today i want to move twitter being rebranded because i don't know if i have a lot of thoughts on that because of just the nature of how twitter is and i realize i'm not spending as much time on it as i used to but twitter is being rebranded to xx.com i believe is being rerouted to the twitter uh, website. So I'm going to actually do that in real time. X.com. And, or was it, oh, where did it I see that? X.com. Pardon me? Which is, is X.com. Yeah. Um, which he announced, you know, via Twitter last night, I believe it was, which is Saturday night. And you went on his little tirade about it. I think there was even the, somewhere reported that there was a, Oh, I'm at a loss of words. A room that was titled uh, No One Speak Until Elon Musk Joins. Interesting. He he went in there and they sat in silence for like an hour. And then he finally says like, Twitter will be (laughs) X.com. Wow. But it's it's very much, you know, that is quote for Elon Musk because all of the things that he's in has an X in it somewhere. So, I don't know. I don't know about that that platform. I know it's it's not gonna die. It's it's not gonna disappear overnight. Maybe maybe within like five years. But I'm definitely getting you know those MySpace feels where you know some somebody new comes in and then changes it and then nobody uses it. But right. MySpace is still around. There's obviously somebody or somewhere using it still but that's kind of what i'm getting to like you just one day it's just no longer bnb twitter.com it's just going to be x.com where he wants this like one app platform for like everything that everybody uses but now he's making dms like you can only send or have so many dms for an unpaid user right which is, 
so bizarre to me. <laughs> but I'm also not willing to to pay a subscription for it. So whatever is still available for the free part of Twitter, I mean, it's still a functional site. I I'm definitely not on it um enough to I guess rate limit myself. And then you have threads, which, you know, really blew up overnight. But, you know, people are saying, oh, that's dying already. In in my mind, from my perspective, it's just like everybody just quickly came to this new thing. And I, I, I gather from what is being posted about it from Zuckerberg and everything that I don't think they expected it to blow up so quickly for something so new. Like, obviously, you're going to be stoked about it, but they're still rolling out different features, especially features that people are so used to having on Twitter. Was it an oversight for them to just not preemptively think that's going to be needed? Maybe. But they're they're working on it. But I don't think Threads is going anywhere. Um, Nobody knows quite how they're going to use it yet. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's, the end-all be-all Twitter replacement at this stage. Mm. And you got to think, I mean, when Twitter originally came out, I mean, they didn't have an app. They, you you either tweeted from your desktop browser or you texted your tweet in your, like, just like a regular standard text message. Couldn't edit those. Right, right. (laughs) But, um, you know, and then it grew into what it is now that everybody has grown accustomed to. So I'm giving Threads its graces to take the time to establish itself to where we expect it to go. Until then, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's a little bit cleaner. I do not follow nearly as many people as I do on Twitter. So my my feed, even though it's a hot mess... <laughs> is not such a emotional drain to read through. Right. No, it's, um, I, I like it. I like threads a lot. You know, just, of course, the ads are going to start coming in at some point, right? And just the nature of the app, yes, is similar to to Twitter. And I don't know, like Twitter for me right now, when I, when I go on there, it's more so uh, looking for the conversations and Twitter spaces, anything that interests me in that regard. I'm not really looking to it for for news anymore uh, because, you know, you have your feeds that you you get your news from. And then depending on if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you get news and try to catch up with the shows that you listen to. So because of those things, I don't see myself like going on Twitter for news. I, I go on there for like the social audio stuff. And of course. There's still conversations that I believe that are beneficial on the Clubhouse platform when it comes to social audio. But outside of that, I am podcasting um, in terms of like listening, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. And then you have YouTube, which is a good news source, especially if you have some dope folks that you follow. So, So there are places that we can get all that stuff. And I think that what may seem, and I'm trying to like figure this thing out for me when it comes to like the subscription stuff, as you shared for Twitter, I, I don't, I'm not being pulled to pay for stuff on Twitter right now. I don't know if I really care that much right now. 
but um i personally don't like there's there's nothing i don't think i'm i can understand as a business or just a bigger brand um that need that like your logitech your razors and all them needing to pay for those things i don't know about the dm aspect of it but not being rate limited and not being able to i guess properly what elon's trying to prevent is people scraping data um for whatever business purposes for them um but as a regular user no there's nothing don't pay for it yeah it's um it's an interesting platform but you know to be fair you know if i do create a piece of content on youtube i'm going to post it on twitter i'm going to post it on linkedin you know i just want to have like a balance you know when it comes to that stuff where we're not like taking a dump on twitter as if we're not on there right so I do know if I see a piece of content I like, I'm going to heart it. You know, if it's someone that's going to, you know, retire after being at a company for an extremely long time, you know, we'll share our sentiments and, you know, our kind regards to whoever it may be, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so Twitter still has value. I don't know if I'm on it like that, but when it comes to um, some tech stuff, right. Some tech stuff that I really want to have in my studio. So I, I heard of Loop Deck a while ago, but I didn't realize it was a direct competitor to the Elgato Stream Deck. I didn't realize that. Did you know that? I'm going to pause there. Did you know that? I assume all of the decks that come out, regardless of the company, they're all in com- competition with one another. Yeah. Because, you, okay, so for me, you had the, the Stream Deck that came out that was like one piece and hardware that was nobody had from elgato and then you had um helicon that came out with the go xlr which there's tons of mixers tons of mixers out there tons that you know um people were using well beyond before go xlr and they're still like dedicated to using those very professional dj mixer type of amps um and then go xlr came out with theirs which is just very user-friendly and then shortly after that, so many other companies started coming out with competitors for like the GoXLR and had coming up with their versions. And then you had the mixture between like, hey, I can actually, somebody decided, hey, we can combine both of these into a, a some type of deck that is user-friendly, that is geared towards content creators and streamers and market that. And then that turned into, let's like, oh, let's all go do this. Which is normal in a company. It's very healthy competition. So you're going to go with the brands that you want. But what's harder is, is like Loop Deck. Um, that isn't a very common, I guess you could say, brand that you would hear that somebody has. Like you have to be really researching to to see, okay, maybe I don't want to go from Elgato. Maybe I don't want to go for Helicon. What else is out there that is unique, that is different? Because that's what I think is really great about these I'm not going to say they're not, they're no names, but they're just not common names within, you know, content creator uh, communities uh, is that they, they're trying, they have something that's different um, that all these other brands don't have right now that when it was originally created, wasn't exactly in mind for, for streamers, but they had kind of indirectly had them in mind. That makes sense. Mm. But they're they're geared towards these types of content creators, and now you have them kind of meshing together, 
and people finding it useful. So I think I think it's great to have these types of things. Um, I've heard of Loop Deck here and there, definitely like <laughs> through my Instagram, um, like sponsored advertisements because they build up this this algorithm of like, oh, you're a content creator. Here's like different things that you might be interested in. So I've had this pop up on my feed before. Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting because they have like, you know, different products on a website. They have the Loop Deck Live S, right? Psychic for streaming and productivity. Then they have the Loop Deck Live, create and stream like a pro. Then you have the CT, which is personalized workflow for creative masters. And then you have the Loop Deck Plus, which is editing made easy for beginners and pros. So now they have a lot of things, right? More than one thing on there. Okay. Yeah. And then we recently hear that Logitech bought them. Of course. I mean, are, are we surprised? I want to hear your thoughts first. Are you surprised? Um, I am not. I'm not surprised, I guess. I, I, I guess when it comes to companies like Logitech or even Corsair, um, and they're acquiring or partnering or, you know, merging with these different companies. They're just trying to make sure they're just a step ahead of their competition. So if one company does something or is coming out with something, the other one, the competition is going to be like, hey, we need to like either. I'm sure they're probably working on something at the same time here. But whoever comes out first with it or whoever acquires the company that has the technology their research are ready for it so that they can start working with them. Um, that is not a surprise to me. Mm. I think Logitech does, well, all the companies, not just Logitech directly, but all these companies are making smart moves to make themselves, you know, the end-all be-all company right. to stick with. And exactly. I think with all the different um, mergers, I guess you could say, um, Logitech is making really smart moves. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what would be the next logical move for them. What don't they have right now? So they have keyboards. They have mice. Now they have loop deck. Right. So for me, thinking about it logically is going to be integrated into the Streamlabs OBS platform. Right. That's not insider information, okay? That, to me, logically, that makes sense, right? You have yeah. the Streamlabs OBS, which um, I kind of want to talk about a little bit before we kind of move off of uh, this conversation. So, so then they have the microphones, they have the keyboards, they have the mice, they have loop deck. What else is left based on that suite of, of products? So, so, when, so when we look at Elgato, what is the complete suite now for them? And I feel like Logitech is adding those same pieces, as you said, right, to remain extremely competitive. So what's left? I don't know, because I could have said that about any of their pre previous, previous, like, like, mergers here. Um, and they keep surprising me of like, hey, now we, now we have Loop Deck in our team. I don't know unless they're going to start going into like somehow making custom 
PC builds easier so they acquire one of the many custom build companies. That that would be interesting. Like, what about like an audio soundboard? Because they don't have anything like that right now. I think that could be on there. You see what I'm saying? Because that could, wait, wait, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. That could be on the loop deck or that could be on their, their roadmap. What do you mean? Their roadmap. Their roadmap. Okay. Or it could be something that loop deck is already in development for that is not been announced that Logitech is going to come out with within a year. You're like, Hey, right. Again, there's not insider information. We're just chopping it up right now. Okay. So, so you're using a go XLR right now, right? Yeah, I still have it. Okay. I'm using a Maono caster. So we're not, we're not using a product that Logitech has on the market that serves that need, but everything else that we've used for the most part, they have, they have the camera, they have the microphone, they have the keyboard, they have the mice, uh, they have the lighting, right? So there's just, there's just a couple of things missing from the suite of products. They have earbuds out, they have, you know, headphones, you name it so far. I think clothes too, right? Because they acquired Astro, right? So they have gear. So there's a lot of different things that they have right now. So far. And I don't see it stopping. And yeah, I don't see it stopping either. Controllers. I wouldn't be, well, they have controllers, right? But not like your, your recent um, type of, uh, what do you say? You know, Xbox Elite controller or a Pro BFG or, you know, a Gambit, not anything like that. They're like a standard PC controller, um, but nothing newer, right? Mm -hmm. So they could jump back into that game. But um, so a couple of things I want to I want to hear from you. So how is your Go XLR right now? Do you feel like you're going to have to upgrade something later to replace it or you're okay with um, your Go XLR? What are your thoughts on it right now? For me right now, um, I'm fine with it. I'm good with it still. I have no complaints. I don't see myself needing more at the moment. Does that change? Yeah. Ask me in a year from now. That could change. But for right now, I'm still happy with it. I've had it for a few years now. I have no complaints. It just works. And that's what I like about solid products is that I'm I'm good with it. Like I still have the original Stream Deck. Um, it's still getting all the updates. It still functions the way I want it to. I don't need the bigger one. I don't need the smaller one. I don't need to look at anything else because I don't have a problem with it. Um, I'm not I'm not the type of person that I have to have the newest and greatest every moment. I, I can't. If it still works for me and I've ha- not have any problems, I'm not going to be looking for something new at the moment. Mm, OK, yeah, I, I think that. um Based on what I recall, just looking at the Go XLR when it was announced and all the features, it's still an extremely dope device. Now, for me, when I was looking at um, getting into like the audio board for the microphones, I was looking at the the $700 mark items and I needed something that just fit exactly what I needed, right? Some buttons that I I could pre-program. Of course, volume, maybe connect my phone to it and play music that it powers my microphones the way it should. And whether I mentioned a product or not, 
the audio is great enough for you to say, hey, this is decent to listen to, right? So I wasn't looking for, of course, reverb, you know, removing noise. Uh, if there's a sidechain button on there, that's cool. Loopback would be cool. You know, so some basic things here and there, right? So when my, my own caster came out, and this is, you know, not like, you know, use promo code, blah, blah, blah. There's no word to it. I'm just sharing it, right? Because I know how, like, when you listen to podcasts, it seems like right there, they would cut and then go into a commercial. We're not going into a commercial. So when I go, when I got the mono caster, I was just like, this is dope. It fits all the things that I need. And my mics, you know, work really well with that. And, you know, it has a setting where I can adjust if I'm using like a pod mic versus um, a baby bottle SL or something like that. Condenser versus um, the other one. What's the other one? I can't think right now. So, um, so that fit, I think uh, I paid 108 or something like that for it. And it's, it works beautifully. No issues. You can take it on the road, et cetera, et cetera. So I like the fact that they have a device like that where the price point is good and we can get, you know, great value and great audio quality, right? Go XLR is dope. Monocaster is dope. And I'm sure there's ranges between a 200 and a $500 mark that you can get, you know, really, really good audio quality. So the point of all that is I don't think that someone coming in needs to spend a lot of money to sound good. You know, and the room doesn't even need to be treated if you're using um, a decent microphone that blocks out the noise and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think you should be good. So so there's that. So as I was saying all that, any thoughts on that? I got one more thing. No, I totally agree with you on all of it. Yeah, I, it's um, we were in a good place, especially with pricing. Even one hundred dollar mics have come a long way, um, especially for streamers and content creators and stuff like that. So the Streamlabs OBS thing, I was going to mention it here. I'm trying to decide if I want to because um, cause it might be a piece of content I create on YouTube. But what I will say, though, is that uh, Streamlabs OBS, it wouldn't surprise me, as you we were saying before, that they use the loop deck to um, have it directly integrated uh, into the streaming, um, the streamline the streamers process, you know, uh, for that. And the next thing, logical thing, if they do decide to make it, would be an audio board at some point, because it seems like they have everything else unlocked. So we'll see. So, so yeah. Any any final thoughts on that? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm solid with that. All good. Yeah. So, so quick hits. Remnant Two is getting a lot of like you know buzz. You know, it seems like the world is huge, and and people who got a chance to test it out didn't really get through a lot of it because the world is so massive. So I think that's a good sign for, you know, games like that. Um, and yeah. uh, thoughts on that? No, because I also saw that um, nobody has yet to see a hundred percent of Remnant 2. So, you know, that's a pretty big world. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, so there's that. So I wanted to to throw that in for the Remnant 2 information. Uh, next thing I saw, uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer lead joins Bungie. On Marathon, Marathon is the next um, time killer, <laughs> right? When it comes to anything related to Bungie, so I'm excited about that. You know, we see people move around uh, different companies, you know, quite often. We see people leave, we see people come back and then make adjustments to their uh, roles and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited for Marathon because when they first started showing things for it, 
which was, I would say, a few months back at this point, it feels like, at least a couple of weeks, that they were going to go quiet. And then when they have more to show, they're going to show it later, right? So we're in quiet mode right now, not necessarily hearing or seeing anything from Marathon, but what they did show was pretty exciting uh, for Marathon. So if the lead multiplayer for Halo is going there, then it is almost safe to say that the multiplayer is going to be pretty solid because Halo's multiplayer is pretty solid. I'm not playing it right now, but Halo's multiplayer is pretty solid. I turned it on maybe like last week, give or take, and it is still an awesome experience. So, so I'm excited about things like that when it comes to games that I enjoy playing, especially from companies that continue to give a great multiplayer experience. So uh, any thoughts there? No, that is all you. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for that. I'm pretty excited for multiplayer stuff when it comes to the, the games that I enjoy playing. And Remnant, I definitely want to tap in to see what that's like when we get an opportunity to, to check that out. Uh, we did talk about The Walking Dead earlier on the film side of things, but The Walking Dead Betrayer will hold closed beta test next month. Any thoughts on that? I want to try it out. I really do. I did. Um, if you go through Steam, you can request to be a part of it. Um, but I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be honest. So The Walking Dead Betrayal is, you know, you're playing with five to eight people. As I've gotten older, I'm having problems just to find another person to play with. Mm. Or just, it's not even, it's not like I don't have friends that don't play. It's just as an adult and you have different work schedules, different things going on in life. It's, it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. Like I, I have a hard time just trying to get with my friends over, over Discord for our Harry Potter D&D nights that was just like, once a week, it was every Saturday, and then it turned into every other Saturday to one once a month because people's schedules change. Right. So I want to play games that have like you know co-op or multiplayer. I don't have time. I don't have anybody that has their life in sync with mine that we can play together. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. But but go ahead. So yeah, I would, I do want to play it because it, it sounds like a really interesting concept to be, you know, your. You're basically it's a co-op slash social deception uh, type of game where you have to work together to survive. But you also have a traitor amongst you that is trying to sabotage your progress. And then when you die, you, you, you can't seek revenge and just be a, be a zombie. But it's just like that concept. I'm like, that seems really cool. That seems like fun. And then like even the art style, like that's a little bit different. It's not your typical... Um, it's not super scary looking, but has like that looks like fun to play. Mm. I, I need friends. I, well, I need more friends. Yeah, I I do realize that there's a lot of solo play. I think some of it is by choice because you you don't want to, especially if you're, especially if you're like streaming and stuff, and you don't know the people, right? So online is really interesting. There's a there's a balance where you can have people and have the chat open, but sometimes they say crazy things. And I don't want to risk that, especially if I am representing any particular brand, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. So even with the conversation of when we're talking about the loop deck and the Logitech stuff, because we're, you know, 
brand partners with Logitech, we really have to navigate how we share information, even when we're talking about Logitech as news, right? Yeah. Because there are information that we're privy to and just like any brand ambassador or partner, right? And there's information that is public and we try we try our best to 100% stick to the public side of things, right? So if I'm online and I'm streaming a game and, you know, you have randos and they say crazy things, you know, I'll get a hit for that and I don't want that, right? So, so yeah, it's tough to find friends that align. I do agree with you when it comes to like gaming and stuff like that. You know, scheduling that in advance, making sure everybody's good and, you know, and they understand the industry when it comes to what you're trying to build. Right. And by impulse, they don't say whatever they want. And, you know, that affects your, your, your vibe. So yeah, I definitely feel you on that. So even with the next bit of news, right, when we look at the games that are potentially leaked with their title and it's like, do we announce that or do we not? Is that public information at that point or not? Right. So I don't know. I don't know. But the logical thing is like if you have a number two for a game, then maybe the number three one is coming out. next, right? I don't know. <laughs> right. That's just logical. Right. If you have Overwatch 2 then maybe the next one would be Overwatch 3. I don't know. Maybe that's a stretch, right? So I'll just leave. Unless you're Xbox, Xbox, then you just come up whatever scheme that you want. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it is what it is. So um, we definitely have one bit on Xbox before we... Here's a spoiler. So I got got tips from Sony here. Yeah. The next one's going to be a PlayStation 6. (sighs) You know what? You heard it here first. That that is profound. That is profound insight. That is profound. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, so with Overwatch. Okay, so what happened to Overwatch? It feels like it's not as talked about as it used to be. Is it just me? No, it's not just you. Okay. So what happened with Overwatch? I don't know. Because I had every intention. I'm like, okay, this new one, I'm not going to miss out on like being there day one. Life happens. I've gotten to play it like twice. But overall, I don't think I have any friends that are playing Overwatch too. Like they started, they played for like a solid month and then I don't know what happened. I should ask them. <laughs> that is odd to me. It's like marketing money is not in that direction right now. So is that, um, okay, don't, don't like, you know, ping me for this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, Diablo and Overwatch 2, same people, right? That's Blizzard? Yes. Okay. So most marketing money right now is going towards Diablo, right? Because I see that everywhere. Because everybody's hyped on that. Everybody is still loving it. And that's all I see. Mm. Yeah, I see that everywhere. So Overwatch 2 is coming to Steam next month and more games on the way. Do you, are you excited for anything that Blizzard has going on? If it was on the FPS, um, let's help each other type of environment, like your Paladins, Overwatch, et cetera, et cetera? No, sadly, no. Mm. That's for me, though. I'm not saying that nobody does and nobody's on it. But for me, no, nothing that got me excited. Nothing that I'm looking forward to, at least. For me personally, Blizzard. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. So I do like their animation, their shorts. I think their shorts are extremely powerful. Voice acting uh, on their shorts are incredible. You know, we've seen that, you know, over the years. So we'll see. You know, if it's an FPS and if it's a looter shooter, I'm going to check it out. Whatever it is, if they decide to do something like that at some point. But I think one of the major, if not the most anticipated title this year has to be Spider-Man 2. It has to be. It has to be. (laughs) What? Of course. It has to be. It has to be. This is the most anticipated title. I mean, the latest trailer was absolutely incredible. And um, I'm pretty pumped. And I'm going to save my quarters and nickels because I want it. This is going to be the big one. So thoughts on Spider-Man 2, things that you saw. What did you think about the trailer? The trailer is fantastic. There's no complaints. I don't think there's a single complaint from anybody. And the people who take the time to go frame by frame, second by second, to analyze these trailers, they're like, what can, what information can we find out? What can we leave? What can we make from this? I love it. So, yeah, it's it's no absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I just I just find myself getting more excited for things that we're getting on Steam. And things that Xbox, um, what they're doing with, you know, not only the Game Pass, but what's being allowed in the library for the PC side of things, right? Because I couldn't tell you the last time I turned on PlayStation 4. I couldn't even tell you. It's it's mm-hmm. that long ago. It's a long time ago. And that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. You know, you play... The games where it is, you know, you play what you have, you enjoy what you have, right? Um, and I think that as we've seen with different conversations online, people trying to tell people, you know, where they should play and not play games, which I think is silly, right? The the platform is one thing and the software that powers it is another, and that could be anywhere, right? But I think that we're at a place now where I believe We've made progress. It doesn't matter where you play your game as long as you're enjoying what you're playing. And that's the biggest thing. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. Yeah. So so I, I like where we're going when it comes to that aspect of things. Of course, crossplay is going to be, you know, super dope for a lot of for like games. Cross platform is going to be super dope as we enjoy the things that we enjoy. And even like um, when we see people leave a company, right? And you wonder why did they leave at this point in time, right? And specifically Major Nelson, his career, 22 years, he decided at this point, you know, change and make some pivots and stuff like that. What did you, what did you think when you saw that announcement? Um, which I think shocked some individuals, you know, especially those who aren't in the know. I mean, it was definitely surprising. Um, would I use shock? Yeah, maybe. I think it's just having a big change, especially just 
knowing that he's kind of been that phase, like always seeing him, always being Xbox, and then like, you know, he's going out and trying something different with his career. But 22 years? I mean, that's a good amount of service there. <laughs> I mean, I think you do get a point in, in your career where I want to try something new. I want to be a part of something new. It's not, I don't, I wouldn't say he was maybe unhappy. I mean, we don't know the back, the whole backstory and the, the full truth as to um, what brought about that decision. But I can totally see after 22 years of, of, of doing that and being that face to, to want to try to venture out and do something. I mean, I've been working for, for my company for, oh, I can't even math right now, 18 years. I'm I'm getting to that point where I want I'm like I I want to do something different I don't know what like I want to just try out something new it might fail it might not but just just to get out there so I I, I can understand it from that standpoint is it sad yeah but I don't think anything he's gonna do going forward is isn't going to amaze us and it's not like people aren't going to continue following along with whatever he's doing. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, they, they talk about in the military. So I was talking to my brother recently because he retired after 20 plus years in the air force as a master sergeant. So we were talking recently, I recorded that conversation. That's going to be a podcast coming out soon where you have to train your replacement. Right. So I remember, uh, Jeff Rubenstein, Jeff was, at PlayStation and from there, whatever conversation he had with Xbox, he made the move to Xbox and he became one of the faces of relation when it comes to Xbox people or enthusiasts, right? Uh, Directly working with Major Nelson. And if the idea is to train your replacement, even in an environment like Xbox, then Jeff Rubenstein, you know, according to that order, would be the the one that would take the helm of a lot of stuff, right? Because I don't know if it, I don't know who who would be the 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 front person that would do the stuff. I would say it would be Jeff. Like if you think of anybody from Xbox, who would you say? That is hard. Um, of course, you choose the easy choice there. <laughs> yeah, that's the easiest one because that's the one that's most um, visible to us a good portion of the time. Not saying that a lot of folks aren't visible and, you know, that could be taken, you know, in a negative way. That's not what I'm saying. So I'll just say that there. But it's for a lot of this stuff. It was Major Nelson. Xbox podcast was Major Nelson and Jeff. Um, and, and friends and developers and everybody, you know, and program team and lightning team and, and all that stuff. Right. So, but it was major Nelson for a good portion of that at the forefront of that. But who else would you throw in there? I, I don't know. That's tough, right? Yeah, it is. Cause I agree with you. Jeff seems like the clear one, but I don't, outside of him, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's um, the official Xbox podcast, Larry Herb, um, Xbox Major Nelson, right? And 
So you would have, so the only podcast directly uh, from Xbox that Microsoft previously known as Major Nelson Radio, uh, John Lyre Herb, Xbox Major Nelson, Jeff Rubenstein, and Rebecca Gordius as they discuss latest dot, dot, dot. That's just a quick result from, uh, so you have Rebecca, you have Jeff, and then you have Major Nelson, right? Uh, so I wanted to look that up real quick because I think it was necessary for the context of what we're having while we have conversation right now. But I mean, shout out to, to Major Nelson. We saw him, right? Once or twice roaming yeah. the, the JW, right? Yeah. Doing his thing and, you know, staying busy, of course, always moving and shaking and uh, always uh, kind and respectful and giving us tips on how to move forward and the things that we're doing, right, individually and collectively, or anybody who saw him, you know, he took the time if he had it to, um, you know, share a conversation. Even if you had a mic ready, he would, you know, give you a few minutes of, of his time, depending on what time that was. And, and I've always appreciated that, just watching watching him and even interacting with him. Any memories of, of uh, Major Nelson? He just seems so humble and kind, just kind of like you were saying, just took the time to talk. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to be the person that's like, yes, I know Larry Herb. Um, but uh, in the few passing, yeah, he was just really nice and kind. So I, I know he's on to good things because of that. I mean, who wouldn't want to work with somebody like him? Yeah, I definitely want to pay uh, close attention uh, to the next the next thing for for him because he's i mean definitely a pillar in a lot of different areas for not just xbox but how things should be done you know like everything that he's done publicly has been like stellar you know to me right to me you know how he presented himself how he carried himself online how he presented himself in like the um the live streams and the showcases and all those things and I'm sure he trained or helped train a lot of people, um, you know, with knowledge and, and wisdom to move forward in the industry. So we'll see. We'll see who comes out of that and uh, who takes the helm. I'm sure it's going to be more than one person, you know, with um, the amount of knowledge and, and that he he's given over the years. So 22 years is a lot. And yeah. Any final thoughts on that? We'll end on on shout outs to Major Nelson. We'll end on that. Any final thoughts before I wrap? No. Just I'm um, excited to see what his his next step is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's what we have for episode six hundred and forty-two. Thanks for listening. Uh we do appreciate you. And Daniela, where can they find you? You can find me on all the social medias at Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And until next time, take care. Bye, guys.